It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. The all-new Bet Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook app has you covered. Elliot Shore Parks, seconds away from just furiously typing. Yes. Sometimes I'll be... I type really hard. I, I know. Yeah. I, I'm getting ready to set up the pod. I'm like getting everything together. I'm sure... Yep. Firing off Like, tweets. you really, you go for it, man. Did you ever, well, did you have computers when you were in school? <laughs> no, I'm not that old. Yes. But, I mean, I do remember a time when it was, you know, much... Well, did you ever take computer classes in school? Sure. So I did did as well. We had like a whole class and like literally we'd play games like Reading Rabbit, Muppets, Oregon Trail, and it like taught you to type. Uh And I wonder if maybe I typed so hard because I learned to type playing games. Oh, it's possible. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because you really do slam those I really do. Well, it's the the big J in me, you know? (laughs) Like just pitch me over a typewriter. You got to make sure people know you're working, you know what I mean? Exactly. Pitch me over a typewriter, just, you know. (laughs) Clock it away. Pounding out a lead. Clock it away. I love it. Pounding out a lead. Datelines. Look at you. Time and temperature. Big J Elliot. I love it. That's what they call me. That's what they call you. That is what they call me. I have a number. I have a number for you. A number? Yeah, you ready? Sure. So you guess what the number is, okay? So you're going to tell me the no, number. I'm going to tell you the number, then you guess the context. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can't wait for this. 62. Jason Kelsey. No. I mean, he is number 62. He is, but that's not where this is in <laughs> Days to your wedding? No, it's not. No. It's more than that. It's more than um, that, yeah. 62. Is it sports related? Yes. 62 prospects you have written something about. Nope. 62. I don't know. So, Nikola Jokic is minus 62 in his last six playoff games. How does that make you feel? 
look, I'm not. Yeah, I said I, mean, I would yeah, pick I mean, Embiid for the MVP. <laughs> I just said Nikola's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Get out Got of here. thrown out of another playoff game. He couldn't win. Earmuffs. One, two, three. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on. Enough of this. You're not. It's funny because you're not even a huge Jokic. I'm not a big Jokic guy. And you're also well. You are kind of a huge Nick Nurse guy, but it's just I'm been a, a Nick Nurse guy. I think yeah. he's great. Great yeah. head coach. Bit of a sure. crybaby, but a great head coach. By the way, the Parks bet of plus seven sixty. I know. Devastating. Well, especially because Maxi started off slow. I know. He almost got there. Still a good bet. It wasn't. Yeah, two points away. It was a great bet. Yep. Yeah. Plus seven sixty. Almost won. The on. best version of bets are the ones you almost win. <laughs> Those are the only ones for me, Elliot. Exactly. Yes, either that or just not even come close. No. The other. Yes. 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 Uh, what's going on, pal? Well, it's crazy that the, I mean, I feel like we say this almost every pod now, but like, it is wild. Like, I've scheduled my haircut for the draft. Oh, like, that's you got a haircut you know for close. the draft. Yes. Look at you. You know it's close when I'm scheduling the haircut, so I look nice tonight at the draft. Look at you. And it is. It's like, also, I just, so I think I was doing this yesterday before we recorded. I've been trying to figure out, like, the players that will be off the board when the Eagles draft. And it is one of the hardest drafts I think I can remember in terms of figuring out, like, who goes where. And it's because of the quarterbacks. Like, I still think that there's a decent chance two quarterbacks go in the top ten. But if no quarterbacks go in the top ten, the Eagles really could be sitting there at 15 with, like, all the edge rushers gone. I think there's only two cornerbacks that are worth a first-round pick. Sauce Gardner. First, well, I mean, it seems like the, there are a couple guys going in a lot of the mocks later. like the Right. Well, I should say at 15, I guess. At 15. Yeah. I mean, like, people have them taking McDuffie at 15. I don't like McDuffie. Yeah. He, I, my issues with McDuffie are, one, he's undersized, and two, all the scouting reports I read him say he'd be best in the slot. Yeah, not great. Not great. Like, they have Avante Maddox, but also I just don't even think a slot corner is worth yeah, he can't a first-round pick. Yeah, I agree. So, I think that Sauce Gardner will definitely be gone. Like, I, I don't think— Sauce Gardner's, like, maybe a top-five pick. Yeah, I think Sauce Gardner's, like— Stingley's be, the only chance. Beyond even trading up. Yeah. I think Sauce is going to go, Sauce like, will go top, three, five, top like, five. Top seven for sure. Yes, say. agreed. So, I think Sauce Gardner's definitely gone. Derek Stingley, I think, potentially could be in trade-up territory, but the issue is, like— 11 and 12, when Washington and Minnesota go, a lot of people think they need secondary help. So, like, they might just take him if he's mm-hmm. there. So maybe then you're talking about getting to 10 with the Jets, who have two first-round picks. I think they might be open to trading down. So, like, I look at – and this is kind of the debate I've been having with Eagles fans, where I've been saying I would take receivers. We had this debate, right? Like, but I just don't think there's going to be someone on the board at 15. So the question is, like, who would you trade up for? And as I look at it, I don't think Sauce is a realistic trade-up target. I don't think, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson is, uh, Trayvon Walker. Um, like Kyle Hamilton, depending on how Kyle Ham- So Kyle Hamilton and Derek Stingley. Kyle Hamilton, Derek Stingley, and Jermaine Johnson are the three players I think they would realistically trade up for. Because I think Kyle Hamilton, I didn't believe it at first, but now I do kind of think he might fall. I think so, too. I mean, there's enough people who know what they're talking about, the Daniel Jeremiah yeah. of the world, saying, hey, don't be shocked if he doesn't go top ten. Which is wild to me, but then again, let's be real. Like I, you know, well, and you know, I've made this point multiple times during this process, and it's because I forget to make it every year, and then I'm always like, why don't they line up with the mocks? Mocks are always wrong. All right, they are. every year we're like, oh, how did that guy not go in the top ten? He was never going in the top ten. Well, that, he just went in every mock in the top. 10. So that's the interesting thing. And Andre Dillard's like the perfect example of this. A perfect. Where it's example. like, wow, great value at twenty two. Yes. It's like, but but really not. Like no. he was taken where was the league viewed him. That's right. what that's what proved out. Well, that's the other thing too. So let's say Aiden Hutchinson dropped to twenty five. Like, yeah. Let's just say, sure. Everyone be like, wow. 
Like, what great value? But not really, because he never <laughs> yeah, he, it's, he it, never it, went number one. Exactly. Like, you know? so that's the point. That's the whole thing about, like, draft. And, like, we talk about this. We talked about it with Carson and Nick Foles and, like, stuff about Jalen Hurts to a certain degree. Like, where you get drafted ends up mattering so much about how the league views you. And then also so much of that perception is built off of, frankly, like the media coverage and how fans feel about somebody leading up to the draft. Like like everyone's saying, man, you can't take Malik Willis at eight. That'd be a stretch. Yeah, unless Malik Willis is awesome and was always going <laughs> to yeah. go like top yeah. three, you yeah. know? So I just like when I look at this draft, like the Kyle Hamilton thing to me, again, like there was a part of me that was going to ask you before you said that, would you be worried about taking him if he's dropping? But he's not really dropping. Yeah. No one's dropping, no one's rising. Yeah, they're going where they're supposed they're to go. They're going where they're it's supposed to go. It's just all based on media people and what they guess. Yes. It's guesses. Educated, informed guesses. But guesses. But guesses. And look, there is there is certainly, like I don't think Daniel Jeremiah just goes into these these mocks and, and doesn't take into account his relationship with General For Manager. For sure, 100%. He knows what he hears. There is informed stuff in these mocks, but just because someone's mocked somewhere doesn't mean they can't go 10 picks later. You right. Know? So Kyle Hamilton to and me. And someone will. Someone who is in the top 10 of all these mocks will go 18. Like, it's yep. going to happen. Absolutely. And, like, like all right, let's stay on Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I have a Nicobe Dean thought as well. Oh, and a Jared Davis thought. So, uh, Jordan? J- yeah, good point. <laughs> I, I don't know why I keep calling him that. Yeah, I've typed weird. it out a few times, too. Um, Kyle Hamilton. I think he's a guy that the Eagles would definitely trade up for and definitely have a ton of interest in for a few reasons. One, I don't think they're a team that'll get scared off by the slow 40 times at the Combine. They've shown that with Jalen Rager, not to compare the two, but like they have shown that. Mm -hmm. And Nick Sirianni said when at the owners' meetings in Florida that he's much more of like a tape guy, like, you know, seeing how they look on tape than, you know, with Chip. With Chip, it was like if the arm wasn't long enough, they were just like taken off the board. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. So, but also with Kyle Hamilton, one thing the Eagles have said a lot this offseason when discussing like free agency moves and things like that is they don't want to block the snaps of guys, of young players they believe in. They said it talking about like various positions, but also they said it when talking about targets for like Devontae and Dallas Goddard when talking about the receiver, not bringing in receivers. So as I look at the Eagles roster and I say, where do they have guys that they would, that they have young guys that they want to get on the field, right? Like whether we, Whatever, like Quez Watkins might be one of those guys. Josh Sweat, one of those guys. Like, so I'm not saying they wouldn't take those positions, but I think one position where they look at and they go, there's nobody he'd be blocking and he could come in and start right away is safety. Mm-hmm. They have nobody at safety. Literally nobody. So when I when I look at the position that A could be the best value there, B, I think is a great prospect, and C, like, is a position in need where there's nobody there. Like, I think a lot, a lot. Uh, adds up for Kyle Hamilton. It's just a matter of how far does he drop? What would they pay to go, go back up? Yep. It also adds up with the whole Devontae thing where they went from like 6 to 12 to 10. They already traded the first. I could see them moving up from 15 using one of the assets that they got. So Kyle Hamilton's definitely a trade-up guy for me. Derek Stingley, I think, also is a trade-up guy just because I don't know how much I actually believe in Zach McPherson. I don't care how many times they say Tay Gowan's name. They're not going to have Tay Gowan start a cornerback no. next year. So it really just matters what they think of McPherson. But even if they like McPherson, they could view Stingley as like a potential Slay replacement. So I, I do think like those two guys are trade-up guys realistically based on where they'll fall. Yeah, unless one falls to them, which again is certainly possible. Based certainly on this possible, thing. but I would, I would not bet. I do not think Jermaine Johnson, Derek Stingley, or Kyle Hamilton will be on the board at fifteen. Yeah, and look, one of them could be, and that would be 
great. It's certainly possible, but I agree. Look, I would trade up for Kyle Hamilton depending on what you give up. I, what I, would you give up? Like, it depends on many spots. Like, I'm not giving up a first to move up for anybody. So you're not you giving know? up two ones for any of those three players? No. No, 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 Well, no, I mean, no. like, 15 and, you know, No, yeah, whatever. I get the right. point. You'd give yeah, up your— Yeah, right. I'm not trading a— Almost without exception, there are rare exceptions, but almost without exception, I'm not trading a one to move up unless I'm getting a quarterback in a draft. Like, that's pretty philosophically where yeah. my mind is at. So I'm probably not doing that. If I'm giving up a third to go to Gallman, I would do that. I think Kyle Hamilton is such a, like, there's one of those guys who all the draft, people rate this stuff, have him top five. Like, every single one, he's like a top five player yeah, in the draft. Yep. The tape says it, all that stuff. And it's, to your point, as big a position of need as this team has. It's such an uh, instant difference maker type of draft pick. It just makes all the sense in the world that if he gets into a range, and look, it might just be where everyone, went, like Kyle Hamilton goes five or something, and it doesn't matter. And it's like, oh, yeah, that guy's just the best player. But if he falls to the 10, 11 range, like, I'm absolutely working to get up there to get caught. Yeah, and I think that just from – and I am team offense in this draft. Like, I think that's the more important side of the ball. I think it's where they have the bigger needs. But, like, a difference maker is a difference maker, right? Like, if you can get a difference-making player, then, yeah, obviously that's what you should go and do. Kyle Hamilton, to me, would come in and he would change the defense because, A, like, Gannon already did a pretty good job last year. But B, oh if you give him a good safety, Did you just do that to needle me. Is that like a purposeful? Anyway, go ahead. It, it I mean, a little bit, but a he did. Bit. He did do a good job. Uh -huh. But whatever. So Kyle Hamilton will come in, and I think from a safety perspective, he'll have versatility. Like Gannon had no versatility to safeties last year. He only had uh, Anthony Harris, Rodney McLeod, like guys that were guys that were able to just do like certain things. Like those players weren't being able to go in the box and also drop. Those players couldn't move to to nickel corner or into the slot if needed. Those players couldn't really cover tight ends. Kyle Hamilton could do all of those things. So, trust me, I don't want, like, this was my Reddick thing. I don't want, like, super creative Gannon next year. Like, I think, <laughs> I think like, there's no need. Like, his system works, right? Uh -huh. But, like, if you add better players to it, then I do think he can be more creative, and I think Kyle Hamilton's the best example of All right, that. what do you got on Dean and Davis? Okay. And we're so, going to get to your big board coming up yes, in a bit, too. Yes, I have my wide I'm receiver very big excited board. for it. The wide receiver big board after all the talk. Take two of them. Yes. Um, all right, Dean and Davis point, and then we'll get to the big okay. board. Okay. So, Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, for those that might not yeah, know. Stud. The stud. Well, the guy that had an outstanding combine. And, and also and, was part of a great yes, defense absolutely. and made plays yep. on a great defense. And I, so, I didn't actually know this. And I should, but I'm admitting where my weak spots are. I, <laughs> I didn't know he was like college defensive player of the year. Yeah, he's yeah. stunned. He's very good. He's a right. very good football okay. player. Here's my concern with him. One, he played only 33% of the snaps or something like that at Georgia. Not great. Not great. Which, like, I get that they had a loaded line and everything, but 33%, I don't know. Like, they didn't really put him in on third downs. Like, so that was a concern for me. Two, he had two sacks, which I know that's also snap related because he's not out there as much. Like, but if I'm drafting a guy in the top 15, which which he would be 15, or even 18, I need to know I'm getting sacks from that guy. Like, if I'm drafting a defensive lineman in the first round, I need to know this guy has double-digit sack potential. So I'm concerned about it with that. Another concern I have with him is I'm not drafting someone with a top 20 pick that's going to be a rotational player for me. And I know well, that he, I think ideally down the road he would not be a rotational player. But he's always going to be as a defensive tackle. 
Well, I mean, you could argue then with a defensive end, he's always going to be rotational. But defensive with the ends get double digit sacks. Defensive tackles. But again, don't really. like it's just an Eagles thing where they rotate their guys. Well, I, like I, I don't think it's a Jordan Davis could not turn into a guy who played every snap on a normal team where they don't rotate guys. So I'm, I, I don't, I don't think he can turn into a double digit sack guy. But to your point, you're right. He could play more than rotational snaps on it. He's a defensive tackle. So right, but if they you're drafting him. You're not expecting him to be necessarily a double digit sack guy. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think you're getting the value out of that pick. I get if you're it. Not I think the offensive line sacks. is so important, and you're still having an impact, even if you're not getting sacks or collapsing the pocket. You're doing all this type of stuff that that factors into your team getting sacks. I would be fine with it. Look, I, ideally, I just look at the team and defensive tackle, especially because I like Milton Williams. I like well, that that's pick my other last thing. Year. Milton Williams, so like, I don't, I don't, I just think it's so. And again, I'm taking the best players. You know, we've talked so many times about that. Getting yourself into problems trying to reach for a guy at a spot or whatever. Yep. But ideally, I would prefer not to end up with a defensive tackle with one of the two picks, just based on on where the team is at and the fact that I like Milton Williams. But I think Jordan Davis has a chance to be a special player, so I'm not de- I'm not definitely not taking him, depending on who's on right. the board. But I definitely get your point, and I and I understand the like take a great defensive line prospect, like flat out. That's Boom. maybe the only argument you need. Yeah. I understand that. I just. I don't think he'll be end up he'll end up being worth the pick, but this could be like a Paxton Lynch situation where in a few years it's an embarrassing <laughs> soundbite that I have. Yeah, I look. The idea is, can he be the next Fletcher Cox, right? And yeah, I don't know. You know, but it's I tough think to it's be a, the next Fletcher Cox. Sure, you know? sure. But I, you know, in terms of narrative wise, or however you want to look at it, like is either a, you know, is he your next great defensive tackle, and he's talented enough where he could be. But I understand your point. It's not certainly there's enough guys here where at positions where you have no young talent. Where you say, all right, let's get one of the guys who we don't have any young talent. Up so the other thing is, so Sports Info Solutions, one of my favorite like draft guides. It's I use them every year. They have a good track record of knowing guys. They have Are we some... just pimping products on the show now? Is I know. that what we do? Well, just, I felt like I should say Giving it. shout yeah. outs. And... I know, I know. Oh, oh, yeah. I just read a great book. You should all buy it. Well, not a fantasy book. Um, it said he needs to improve his effort level and stamina. That's concerning yeah, to me. Concerning. That's concerning. Don't look right. the effort level. So thing. this is where my Kobe Dean takes take comes in mm-hmm. I think Jordan Davis is probably a better NFL prospect than Nicobe Dean but I would take Nicobe Dean over Jordan Davis welcome aboard because well I've always I've always been fine with Nicobe Dean but Nicobe Dean at least I know is going to come in and like play most of the snaps like he'll be da- he'll be in on the field for the three downs right like he can play all the snaps and I also think like he everyone says he was the best player on that Georgia defense yeah. he might not be the best prospect but everyone says he was the best player and I'm in on that. Like, I'm in on that. I think that's what they need at linebacker. So we got into the receiver thing. I would still take a receiver at 15 and 18. But I would take N'Kobe Dean over Jordan Davis. Well, you know, I mean, N'Kobe Dean's my favorite player in the draft. So I'm, I'm with you. Like, if the Eagles come out of this draft with N'Kobe Dean, like, I'm happy. No matter right. what else happens, like, that's how much I love this guy. And I do think that he's going to be a really great NFL player. And it's we talked about last time, the kind of thing where it's like, Oh, this guy just produces all the time and just makes right. plays, and it's like oh. best defensive player on the best yeah. defense in college football yeah. history Why would on you the want best that team. Guy? Yeah, like so. I don't think the Eagles will it's take a little him. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they'll take him, but I'm very with you on that. All right, uh, I think it's time for the big board. Elliot Shore Parks. I mean, you have talked a lot, 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 a lot about wide receivers. Two of them potentially in the first round now. There is a lot of talent at the position, in, especially in this range of the draft. Again, depending on mock drafts and where people go. The Elliott Shore Parks yes. wide receiver big board. Let's go. So I went back and looked at some old big boards, kind of like self-scout myself. 
I was very high on T. <laughs> I was very high on T. Higgins. Should I pull up my old board real quick? I remember just for, you. we talked about T. Higgins. You were all NFL in on that. It was a great pick. Board Elliot Shore live googling did right here. Did I say pull it up or did you just decide? I just think it'd be fun. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. So the 2020 NFL draft. Here's my big board. Mm-hmm. Number one, C.D. Lamb. Good. Good hit. Sure. Number two, Henry Ruggs. Complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but a good player. Three, T. Higgins. Great. Four, Justin Jefferson. Should have been one, but yeah. Probably should have been one. Five, Jerry Judy. One Jude. on my big board. So I think know, this was- we all remember. Yeah, you were, guy, you were in on Justin him. Justin Jefferson. I think this was a good one by me. Jerry Judy, five, when well, he was yeah, viewed it was, it as was number one. Number one or number two. Yes. And and was the second receiver taken after Ruggs. Good job by you. KJ Hamler, six, probably a miss by me. Yeah, he looks okay. I mean, he's, he's at least done some stuff, but yeah, probably a miss. So here's my Jalen Rager scouting report. Do you want to hear it? Was he next on your list? He was seven, yeah. Okay, so still way too high. But, but no ahead. one really below. Well, Michael Pittman Jr. has been better. He's absolutely better. He's definitely yeah. better. Brandon Ayuk's better. Yeah, for sure. Um, But no one else below him was was way better. Okay, I wrote, Rager is a home run hitter that that is also strong enough to play on the outside. Wrong. <laughs> Rager isn't as quick as Hamler, but he does an excellent job navigating traffic after the catch. Also proved to be wrong. <laughs> and can be extremely dangerous on screen plays or when he gets the ball in space. Nope. It is. Uh, <laughs> That's just fun. I'm happy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It is easy to. Oh, where to go? It is easy to see him being effective in the Eagles' offense with a head coach like Doug Peterson calling the plays. I don't see number one receiver potential okay. in him, but I do think he can be a very nice piece for any offense. Okay. I think there was a lot of truth in there when some, I I I truth. said he's not a number one receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take that one line. To be fair, was... like that is, you know, I was wrong about the after the catch thing. But so here's why I brought that up going into this big board. Okay. Because for me, the biggest thing I hate to hear about a receiver is in the right offense after the catch guy. Like that's what Rager was, right? Mm-hmm. And I learned from that that when I'm when I'm picking receivers, like I need guys, these are the three qualities. Like from my experience of covering Eagles receivers, these are the three qualities they have to have. They have to win at the line of scrimmage on the outside versus press man Absolutely. coverage. That's it. They have to be able to yep. do it. If I'm taking them in the first round, they have to be able to do no it. No doubt. Two, they have to have some special quality, whether it's like super tall, super Speed, fast. whatever. Yeah, something right. you can't coach. Three, and this is like the big football guy in me that I've learned. <laughs> Got to be a good route runner. Yeah. I would have never said that five years Look ago. At you. But after seeing Devontae, just coming to the league as a great route runner is such a massive like strength. Love it. So with those in mind, and here are my things I don't like. Lack of experience against Prince Man coverage, obviously. Projected to be best in the slot, Jalen Rager. Have to get him the ball in creative ways, Jalen Rager. <laughs> okay. So this good. is my Jalen Rager. So I, I have a guess about – I'm excited to see where he's at. Uh, of the first-round receivers, I think I know you're going to have lowest based on the setup. Do you want to write it down on a piece of paper? I do. This can be like the Howie and Joe Douglas this. moment. Right. Going to get a pen. You do seem like a carries a pen around guy. Uh, uh, yes, and it's red, which is even better. Always in my bag. Never okay. on me. I'm not a carry it like on me guy, but I always have them in my bag. Yeah, I don't carry pens. Sometimes around. I like to, as you know, others won't know this, but you know, sometimes when we're doing the radio show, I like to hold it in my hand. You do. Hand That's like true. Like even though note. you don't write anything down. Like, I never write anything down. I just hold it and I play with it and stuff. Yeah. So, you know. All right, write it down. Take that for what it's worth. All right, so I'm just guessing who I think will be last of the first round targets. Exactly. Like who who I will have lower than know, a lot of other people. I don't people. know exactly. We'll be I only have first round. I really only have first round this guys on good. here. All right, yeah. I'm writing Cover it up. This is like when Joe Douglas wrote Derek Barnett and then handed it to Howie. <laughs> At all costs. Yes. Okay. All, all right. right. I have my guy last. Okay. All you, sir. Number one. Is it the guy? Is it? Are you going with the the fire take here? Are you no, going, no. Okay. So Jameson Williams have, number one. Here, Jameson Williams number one. Yeah. 
So here's my, all right. So Jamison Williams, if I was a GM, I'd be terrified to draft, but I would absolutely take him as my first receiver. So for what it's worth, we're one for one on the big board because he is yeah. first on my board too. Without the ACL tear, I don't even think it's a question that he's the top receiver in this yes. class. I think everyone's taking him first without the ACL tear. We talked about this last time. We're at a point in in life, in sports, in the world where ACL tears just not that big a deal anymore. And I mostly agree with you, but we also can't ignore the fact that it is somewhat worrisome. Like <laughs> we can't. Like we seriously can't ignore it. Like I, honestly, really, I don't even think about it when I think. Who's about the it. last player the Eagles took that had an injury history coming well, in? Well, but it was like Achilles and stuff. That's a I'm different just saying, injury. I'm just being honest. Like I get it. Like and again, I would take him at 15. I would probably trade up for him. So I'm not here saying like it's a big enough concern for me. But we can't ignore the fact that the guy that, like, like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, they were much cleaner prospects. They were much cleaner prospects. They were they were healthy. Jefferson, I guess they both only had one year of production in retrospect, which is what Jamison Williams has. But the injury is a concern for me because as much as he's young and all those things, so much of his game is built off of speed. So much of it. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't come back fast, like, he's not super strong. He's not super tall. He's got good hands. He's a good route runner. But, like, there's no other special quality for him besides speed. I like, agree. when I talk about my qualities I like, he really only checks one of them. Like, he is great tracking the ball in the air, but he's not somebody that if he loses his speed, I can still count on to be productive. So I would do it, but that's my concern. Okay. I love him. He's my top wide receiver. Yeah, we're and he's mine too, so we're okay. one for one. Let's see if we're All two right. for two. We're not going to be. We're not going to be. Let me tell you something about my heart. I know where this is going. This is your dude. My heart wants George Pickens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like number two on the big board. George Pickens is the next DK Metcalf. I appreciate, wow, I appreciate the the boldness of this. I think this dude has it all. So it, will he be there in the second round? I don't think he makes it to 51. Okay. But I, uh, to be honest, like, I can't get a good read on where he yeah, goes. That's so, why I'm confused, Dude, too. if he's there at 51, I would obviously take him. Right. I would take him at 18. Wow. Like, I, I wow. think he is... He's perfect. So you could trade back and get him maybe later in the first round. I think so. Yeah. So the reasons I love him with all my heart, he's like almost 6'4". Mm-hmm. He's like rock solid muscle. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm describing like a like a dating. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Keep it going. Uh, he can win on the line versus press man coverage. He's an attractive man. He is. <laughs> I've not seen any pictures of him, but he is 6'4". Um, <laughs> but he is 6'4". But he is 6'4". Uh, he went on line versus press coverage. He mm-hmm. makes so many, I saw him make so many good catches on bad throws. Like, you know, throws that weren't on target where he like, he has long arms so he's able to adjust to the ball in the air. He's diving for catches. He's extremely hard to tackle afterwards. Like, he can be a red zone target. He says he has down the field speed. I think he averaged like 18 or 19 yards uh, a catch at one point in his career. Like, to me, he has the best chance of being like, I think Jamison Williams is either going to be an extreme hit or, like, I think could potentially be a miss. Like, George Pickens, to me, I would be very surprised if he's not a very wow. successful NFL I'm so— And especially from an Eagles perspective, like, they need players, so Jamison Williams fits that, obviously. But George Pickens is, like, so perfect opposite Devontae. I mean, he's got, like, 50 pounds on Devontae. Mm-hmm. I just, like—and then you can move Quez into the slot, where I think he's better suited. Pickens, to me, is, like, the guy. And they brought him in for a visit. Ooh. So, Ooh, buddy. All yes. right, this is good. I like this. It's a bold take because no Thank one you. else is saying take George Pickens at 18. No. No one. Nobody. Not a single single. I love soul. it. All right, before we get to your next one, we'll see if we can go back on track in terms of where I would be with these guys. Yes. Uh, download the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It is such a blast. Elliot and I have been 
well, dominating is not the right word. Betting on the, the participating. <laughs> we're involved. We're yes. having some fun. That's a beautiful thing. Even if you don't win, it's just so much fun to have some action on these games. I know that watching these these hoops games have been just so much more fun with a few shekels on the line. Of course, you can bet on on the the playoffs, all the action there. You can bet on baseball every day. You can bet on hockey playoffs, which are coming up. You can bet on football futures right after the draft. Big drop. Good big. time you to do amazing? it. Yeah, go take advantage. You know what's funny? We said at one point that you should bet Denver futures because they might get Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. And they didn't. You're right. But they got Russell Wilson. That's a really good point. So if you had, had you, listened to us, yeah, so had you would have been in really it. good shape. Exactly. Take advantage of these things. And the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app is the best way to do it. It has Pennsylvania and New Jersey sports fans covered. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that we hear at Go Birds, recommend the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app. The app's easy to use, it's fun, it's intuitive, easy deposits, quick withdrawals. And again, to reiterate, it's just more fun yeah, to watch these games simple. that we're going to watch anyway with a little action on it. And here's the deal if you sign up now, you get your first bet risk free up to $750. A $750 risk free bet. Just download the app now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com and use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Elliot Trip Parks. So I like Sixers one at minus one and a half for game three, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's like basically a pick em They're game. sweeping. It's yeah, over. and and I honestly, told you they could lose, but like, Elliot, like, why don't you just listen to me? I told you it was over. You're right. I, yeah, I, I've you were right. I was the, the one that was worried. Over. Yeah. You're like, don't jinx it. I told you. I, I just can't watch. Wait to watch Nick Nurse coach again. It's just such a. It's so fun. I love coach. All right, sweet hat. Number three, whose name I'm not sure I'll pronounce correctly, but I well, hope then we I won't know. be on the same. Then Chris Olave. I like Chris Olave. Here's what I like about him. He I, would be number four on my list. Okay. No, number three. I forgot mine too is insane. So okay, he's number him and. Him and the other guy, the Ohio State, Garrett are very Wilson. close. So I like I have Garrett Wilson fourth, but okay, so I have them right next to each other. But I have someone second. Right. So I also really like the idea of drafting both 15 guys. And Eighteen, like, don't hate it. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. All right. So Chris Olave, here's what I like about him: super quick, both down the field and at the line of scrimmage. He's very good at winning off the line of scrimmage. I think that he does a good job tracking the ball down there. I also think like he's just a very, very solid receiver that also has speed. So I like the fact that I think his floor is very high. I think he'll come in. He's a good route runner. I think he has solid hands. Like, I think you could do a lot with him. And he can win on the outside. Like, he played on the outside. I mean, they may move him around a little bit, but he was mostly on the outside at Ohio State. And so I feel like with the Eagles offense, you could put him on the outside. You could have him stretch the field. And I think he's just, like, better than Quez Watkins. He might not be as fast, but I think he's just a better version of Quez Watkins. And, and incredibly productive. Like, of all the yes. guys we're talking about, probably the most productive college career of those, or certainly one of the most productive. Yes. Dude was, dude was really good at Ohio State. So, Garrett Wilson is next from Ohio State. What I like about him, on the outside, again, that's going to be a common theme for mm-hmm. me. Guys that won on the outside are getting high up on my list. He's not quite Devontae, but when I like watched the video and read the scouting reports, a lot of thing a lot of things reminded me of Devontae, the way people talked about him. Like surgical at the line, great route runner, extremely dependable, but like kind of like Devontae, not really I don't mean I don't mean to divin- diminish Devontae this way, but Devontae didn't have like elite speed. He wasn't like super strong. He was just like a really good solid NFL football receiver. And I think that's what Garrett Wilson is. So Garrett Wilson, to me, doesn't have a special trait, but I think Garrett Wilson won't be a bust. 
and he's and he's not like a guy you have to find ways to get the ball to. I think you can just say to him, go to the outside and beat your man, and he'll be able to do it enough to be a consistent Wants receiver. Wants to be an eagle. And, and wants to be an eagle. All those quotes about desperately wanting to be an eagle. For what it's worth, he is Mel Kuyper's number one receiver in this class. Dude, so, I heard he might go like top five. Yeah. People seem to really – I think it's one of those guys where people, if you really like him, you like really yeah. like him. So I really like Garrett Wilson. And again, like I'm, I'm not above pandering. I don't care. Tell me how much you love us and how badly you want to be here. I want you more. It You're is in. what it is. Just facts. All right. This is a controversial uh, wow, guy. Wow, my guy, my second guy is still on the board. Drake London? Yeah. Okay, so long, tell me what you like about Drake London, then I'll. Dude makes catches. He makes plays. He goes yeah. up and gets the football, you know, and you were talking about a compliment. I mean, and I honestly, I'm not too big on the, like, I don't really care if you have a small receiver and a big receiver. They compliment each other. Like, yeah, I'm, do I, they get open? Like, yep. that's it. That's all I care about. So I don't really care about that. But if you want to go that route, he is a perfect compliment on the other he side. Devontae, like a big body receiver is going to go up and get the football. Great after the catch. Tough. You know, kind of, you know, not not necessarily the fastest guy in the draft, but fast enough. And he's physical and he's tough and they need a guy like that. So I really like Drake London. All right, so here's my Drake London thing while I look up a stat about How him. How far down is he on your list? Here? He's fifth. Oh, so he is next. Okay, That's good. what I said, he's fifth. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. good. That's why I asked you what you like okay, about good, him. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, I thought he was ne- I thought you were saying controversial in the fact that you had someone else ahead oh, of no, him. No, 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 I have him fifth. Yeah. Okay, which is controversial. So here's it- what I like about Drake London. He has the elite special trait. Yep. He has the height. Yep. That's what he has. Yep. And he's good. he uses his height for good. Like goes he, up and gets the he ball. He goes up and gets the ball. And he's pretty good at the line of scrimmage, but- my concern with Drake London is he was good in, co- in at USC for two reasons. Well, one, really. He won contested catches. Mm-hmm. That's what made him special. Yeah, and that's concerning. And that's concerning. JJ. Because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it, like He's, he's bigger. He's bigger. And look, he could be better for sure. Like, and yeah. It's not bad to draft somebody that wins contested catches. You can't never draft it again because right. of JJ. But if your top if your top thing in college was out jumping college cornerbacks, I'm a little worried about you doing that consistently in the NFL. Like Mike Evans is someone people compare him to. And it could be Mike Evans. He could. Like, and that's why I have him fifth. I would take him at 15. But let's not like trick ourselves and say like he doesn't create a ton of separation. And if you're not creating a ton of separation and you're just I'm counting on you to win 50-50 balls, that feels extremely risky. And the other thing is, so percentage of career receptions made within five yards of the line, line of scrimmage. Drake London had 46% of his catches come within five Pretty yards. High. So he basically did two things. He won jump balls, and he had the ball thrown right to him at the line of scrimmage. And he ran and over people. That's not super appealing to me. I so get it. he's got the elite height. And I think with this one, too, there's a little part of me that's like, if so many other people see it, I'll believe it a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, he's, I would say, I would say, and again, it's different for all of them. Like we just said, Kuiper has Garrett Wilson first, some others do, but I would say, Drake London is probably the highest ranked if you took all the mock drafts out there. I would bet Drake London, and I guess people do that. We could probably look at that, but I would bet he goes the highest. Yeah, I think I think it's him or Jameson Williams, I but I agree. I agree. He's in there. All right, so this next one, a more of a lesser-known prospect. To be honest, a GoBirds caller initially asked me about this guy. I didn't know a ton about him. I've done more research. Is this the North Dakota State guy? It's not. I have him lower down. Okay. Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Six foot three. Wow. Going I think he, Pierce. he brings to you some of the Drake London stuff. He's not as good as the contested catches, but I think he's a better route runner than Drake London, and I think he has better speed than Drake London. Okay. So I think that if you're going to take Drake London at 15, I'm fine with it, but I'm not so sure Alex Pierce at 51 isn't, like, that much worse of a pick. Like, so at 15, 
I again, I would take a receiver, but if you want to take Nicobe Dean at like 15 or 18 and then you follow it up with Alec Pierce, mm-hmm. like I can get down with it. Okay. So I'm good with that one. I like that. So this next guy I fell in love with at the combine, Sky Moore, slot receiver out of Western, Western Michigan. You want to talk about passing like the franchise swag test? He like I was interviewing another prospect. You're going way deeper than I expected, by the way. I was expecting just the guys. In the Thank first. you. Yeah, yeah, this is good. So I was at the combine. I was interviewing somebody else. I forget who it was. You know me, interviewing yeah, Big J. That's what you do. And out of the corner of my eye and ear, I hear a prospect talking, and I look. And this dude is just controlling the room. And at the Combine, the way things work is there's, like, big stages where, like, the important players go. And then there's smaller stages where, like, the fringe guys go. He's a fringe guy. And there's reporters around him. He's, like, making people laugh. He's got a huge smile on his face. Like, he's answering questions. And I'm like, this guy looks like a star <laughs> receiver. Just the personality. And I'm, I'm like, like yeah. I'm like. I didn't even need to see the tape. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, this guy looks like a star receiver. And then he says that the Eagles brought him in, and he loved the free throw thing. I think he said he made four for four or something like that. He was very into that. So I'm like, all right, I got to find out about this guy. He's a slot receiver, which, again. Not I, ideal. Not ideal, but but I'm not taking him at 15 or 18. Right. And I don't even know if you take him at 51. Like, I think he might be a third-round guy. But in the second round, late second round, I can take a slot receiver there. They've been looking for slot receivers. He's super quick. He's undersized, which is why he's going to have to play in the slot. But he wins at the line of scrimmage. He's very quick off the line, like I just said, quick after the catch. Like, I just, everything I read about this guy to me said can be a great slot receiver. And again, not at 15 or 18, I'm not taking that guy. But at 51, I'm in on Skymore. Okay. Great name, too. You're so Sky phenomenal. If it was just names we were drafting, he would be the first pick of all yes. these guys. All right. Next up on my list. This guy I've actually soured on. I think about a month ago, I would have said he was my favorite guy. That would have been an uneducated Elliot wow. opinion. Justin Ross out of Clemson. Justin Ross, I think if he never injures his back, might be the number one receiver taken in this year's draft. You are, by the way, this is a hell of a job by you. I'm Barbara Walters of the beat. We, like, you are really going deep here. I thought you were just gonna have like the six or seven guys. No, well, I'm eleven, so it's great. Yeah, thank it's you. Good work by you. So Justin Ross would have been like the I think the top receiver taken, but he broke his back and then a bad quarterback play. So like not great, right? Broken back. Yeah, not broken great. back is not ideal. But he came back and he played a full year, and then Clemson had poor quarterback play. Now my issue is when they drafted Reger, there was a lot of like he had bad quarterback uh-huh. play, and that proved not to uh-huh. end up being mattering. And you can't completely take that out on Justin Ross, but I'm just saying that I don't know how much of that excuse I'm willing to give him. Justin Ross, to me, the reason he falls down so low, I don't think he has, like, any elite qualities. But I think he's, like, good at a lot of things. So I wouldn't take him at 15 or 18. I probably wouldn't even take him at 51. I would definitely take him at 83. And he's somebody that I feel like in the right system can really – sorry, I didn't mean to say that. He's somebody that (laughs) – He's somebody that I feel like once he gets out of Clemson and into the NFL could make good on some of the, the potential original hype. The original yeah. hype. Sure. Yes. Like full time athlete. I like those guys. I especially like that in the NBA too. Like yeah. The like Maxi. We've been talking about like how does he you know twenty one and he was the tenth ranked player coming out of high school before yes. that year. Like he was a top ten guy and then ends up you know playing a little less in Kentucky all at seven, ends up going 21, but what a mistake that was. And if you look at a lot of those guys, the Jordan Poole type guys, like the guys who go later in the 20s but end up being stars, which are really rare in the NBA. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's basically a fourth-round pick It's in the almost 20s, yeah. always these guys who are really highly ranked prospects coming into college and then either had a down year or not quite live up to the hype or whatever. Yep. I do – I like that. I like the idea of kind of going back and being like, how good was this guy coming into college? It doesn't always work. It doesn't – 
most of the time work, but I do think there's that's an interesting angle. And also, I mean, Clemson's great for receivers. Yeah. Like T. Higgins, absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Tavis Bryant back in the day. Yeah, the dude that's on um, uh, Las Vegas now. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Russian. Renfro, yeah, right. for sure. All right, number nine, Christian Watson out of North Dakota. Okay. Here's my thing with him. Richie loves this guy for what it's worth. Richie, wow, Richie, okay. he's Richie's favorite receiver in the draft. Man, I just like if you so I mean you I you lost me when you said North Dakota State. As soon as I heard North Dakota State, I'm like, nope, hands well, up, I'm out. So again, I did not watch every North Dakota State game. So I'm no? not gonna sit here. What? Yes. But like I remember multiple Saturdays we had to run home to catch I know, the NDC exactly. game, the bison. Yeah, me and Carson. But um <laughs> so if you told me at the end of the twenty twenty three NFL season that this guy was the best receiver in the draft, it wouldn't completely shock me. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got a long way to go. Like, I think he's pretty much only on this list because he's just an insane athlete. Like, he he checks and off he's the big. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. He's 6'4", and he's super fast. And that you you can't teach those things. But he went up against trash competition all the time. Uh, from what I read, that he, like, ne- no one ever pressed him at the line of scrimmage because he was so much faster than everyone that he just got off the line all the time. So you're going to have to bring this guy in. He's going to go from bad competition to elite competition on the outside because he's not – he can't play in on the slot, really. Like yeah, he's, he's too big. big. Yeah, so he's gonna have to learn how to win at the line of scrimmage against NFL cornerbacks, and it's just the competition's way tougher. So like he's somebody that if you're taking in the third round, like yeah, I think he'd be a great pick in the third round. Even at 51, you could maybe talk me into it, but maybe I'm letting my perception of value talk me into that. But to take this guy at 15 or 18, or even at the end of the first, I would be terrified. Like, I don't think they're going to, for what it's worth. I don't think they are either. But but to your point, like Richie, he's Richie Richie's favorite he, receiver. Richie, like, yeah. there's you talks can get about blinded him. by it. You yeah. see a guy six four runs FS. To your point initially, like we could teach him the other stuff. We can't teach that. Right. Like people will look at it that way. And the Eagles, I don't think, are in a point right now where they can take such a prospect at the position. Okay. I'm all for taking big swings, like I said, and trying to find special yeah, that guys. That was kind of your whole point. It right? was, but like he's too big. <laughs> he's too big of a swing. Like okay. this guy could be like a disaster. He he reminds me of um, who was a dude? It was out of Liberty. It was like uh, Washington drafted him. He was super tall. It was like wide receiver. Yeah, it was like JJ Vandy or. Van- like uh oh, 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 I think I know who you're talking about. He had a hyphen. Yeah, it's not coming to me, but I do know who you're talking about. Washington Commanders draft history. All right, so I'll, I'll find us. <laughs> hear him typing? You're yeah, hear me typing. Was, did you hear it? All right, what was it? It was Antonio Gandy-Golden. That's it. That was it. Yeah. J.J. Vandy was close. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the Andy part. Yeah. All right, so we're up to number 10 on my list. It's an 11-man list. I'm up to number 10. Hand me the piece of paper. We'll find out. Now, we're going to find fair, out right now. I thought you were only doing six or seven, and my guy is still here. So yes. I think that alone is impressive. The name that I put down here. Trey Lomberks. He's next up at number 10 yeah. out of Arkansas. Okay, so you know what? Out of, I didn't know you were going 11. That's pretty damn good. He's pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah, in the great, first yeah. round, I knew you would have him low. Yes. Based I, on the way look, you set it all up. I'm not saying Trey Lomberks won't be good, won't be an NFL player. This is all about like value and such. Dude, I would not take this guy at 15 or 18. Mm-hmm. To me, never played on the outside. Every highlight I see of him, he's just catching it and running by people. Reminded me a lot of watching Reger at TCU. Like, I'm just could not be more out on this guy. He He's not going to be able to win on the outside, in my opinion. He's going to be a guy. Like, everyone compares him to Debo, and we've had this discussion. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I'm not drafting somebody that they compare to Debo because that is like trying to draft like another unicorn. Like mm-hmm. Debo is a special guy. Like I agree. he's a special player. I think his personality is special. Like he is there is one of one Debo. Great name too. Like amazing Debo name. is a special guy. Full full on. I'm amazing. not trying to find the next it's Debo. A great point. I'm and, not and, doing it. And also to the point we made we talked about last time, but it's true. Like this guy has a rare combination in a bad way. Of the combine stuff in terms of the, the yes. combination of his 40, his shuttle cones, like all this stuff where when you put it all together and you look at wide receivers who had his numbers in those spots, like they all failed. It was like Anquan Bolden, and there was like one other guy in the history of these numbers who had successful careers. Yeah. So now here's my concern. Like I could see the Eagles taking him. I could because too. Dude, as soon as you for, set it yeah. up, I was like, oh, they're definitely taking this guy. They, like. Now, she, unless they learn, like, yep, well, but unless they learn from Reger, unless they learn from Reger, but like, man, I mean, they're looking for they're looking for slot receivers. So, like, why? If you're 15, 18, just take a good receiver. Quez Watkins is not a lock on the outside. What I are agree, we doing but here? I agree. But if we talk about them, like, and I, I just can't get a read. Like, I can't get an informed, real, like a, a strong informed read on how they really feel about Quez because I keep hearing they really like Quez and Nick Sirianni really likes Quez and like. They, they're super in on him. But then they tried to trade for Calvin Ridley. They tried to sign Allen Robinson. So, like, they're saying one thing both, like, on, you know, at press conferences and just, like, from what I hear. And then they're also then going out and trying to replace Quest. Mm-hmm. So, I do think that they could draft Traylon Burks and say to themselves, he can play in the slot and we'll give Quest a chance on the outside. It's going to be I great. just Way to go, Eagles. Can't wait until right. you do that. Last guy on my list, mm-hmm. Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Uh. Really only, only on my list because I initially thought that he was somebody that was, like, viewed as a super high prospect. And I do like him. Like, you know, I think he's actually would be, like, dynamic as a punt, a punt returner, which is not the first thing you want to hear about a receiving prospect. <laughs> it's like but, Matt Collins when they drafted Matt Collins. Yes. Like, he's a great special teams guy. He's undersized. I don't think he has the ability to consistently win on the outside. He goes up and makes contested catches, which is fine and everything. But, again, I'm not drafting someone whose main skill is contested catches, mm-hmm. ideally. So if he's there at 83, and I might have had a bad read on his draft value, maybe he will make it to like the end of the second round. I could be like he could go end of the first, top of the second, end of the third. Like I can't get a good read on where he's gonna go. But I wouldn't take him 15. I wouldn't take him 18. I probably wouldn't take him 51. If he was on the board at 83, depending what I had done already to a certain extent, I might consider him there. But I'm not like super in on him. This is a great job by you. Thank you. Seriously. Thank well you. done. This is work, effort, write-ups, the yes. whole thing. Film the Elliott Shore Parks wide receiver big board. So wait, give me your top three. Yours was Jameson, Jameson, Drake, Drake London, London, and then like Alave and Wilson three and three. Pretty close. Like they're right next to each other there. So if they took, let's just say for fun sake, they took Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson fifteen and eighteen. Does it work out because it's like super cool? They're friends. They played together, or do you think they'd like be very clicky and ice out Devonta? It's a great question. Is it a positive or a negative? I think it's a positive. I think it is, too. I think it's good vibes. I do. Yeah. I also think there's a better chance of them working out to, like together than apart. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I don't know. <laughs> I have hurt. no rhyme or reason to it, but it it's just, just sounds fun. They know each other. They'd be more comfortable. Yeah. They're used, playing, I, I, used to playing you know, together. You think there's no, like, as much as you promote it and whatnot, you, like, what would you put the percentage chance the Eagles take two wide receivers at 15 and 18? Like, 1%, I, yeah, I, 3%, 8%? I mean, like, no, I would say like 5% yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, yeah. I was thinking three. 
Yeah, yeah, I just think like the best player in my now it's my opinion on the yeah, board though. This so, is a different right? thing. Yeah. But like I think the best player on my board and like consensus will be receivers at that spot because I think all the pass rushers are going to go. I think the cornerbacks are going to go. I think the core, the quarterbacks will go Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Like so unless they're going to take a linebacker, which maybe they will. Please. I, please. I don't please. think they're going to take Davis. So I just look and I'm like unless they trade I think the most like scenario is they trade up from 15 and take one of the defensive players, and then at 18 they either take a receiver or, or they back. trade back. Sure. But I think if they actually draft a 15 and 18, I think we'll be sitting there at 15 and going, this receiver's on the board, take him. And maybe they take him. And then if you're sitting there at 18 and you have no trade-back option, I think once again we'll be sitting there and going, unless it's a linebacker, this guy's the best player on the board, take him. Yeah. And so – you know. They won't do it, but it is a fascinating yeah. thought. All right, uh, you got to go soon because, you know, big-time radio show guy. Exactly. Yeah, you just go in and crush it, just drop in. It won't be as it. good as us. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Um, all right, quickly before we get out of here then, uh, the, the Murray thing. We may as well just talk. Oh, yeah. We have not talked right. a lot of Kyler Murray on this podcast, probably because I don't think either of us are super gung-ho about going to get him. What are your thoughts on the whole Murray thing? Obviously, you know, we've talked a little bit about – the issues with him in Arizona and the whole thing his agent did and all that, not necessarily loving that, but in terms of hating that, hating, we hated yeah. it. We, and we're out on Kyler Murray, like it's flat out out on Kyler Murray from that perspective. Yes. But what do you make of, you know, Mike Florio mentioned the Eagles might be interested and just the whole yeah. situation. It was, it was, and it was not a report. It was very you know? loose. They could super have loose. Interest, and then Peter yes. King comes on and is like, well, would you, if you were the Eagles, like they're, it's like talking around each other. Agreed. Right? It's just opinions, which yes. is fine. Which is fine. Which but is what fine. is your thoughts on the Eagles and Kyler Murray? So I think like, before I say my opinion, I'm sure that they're going to do homework on it. I'm sure they're going to talk to his agent. I'm sure they're going to talk to the Cardinals mm-hmm. just to get information, just to know. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's good information to have. So, you know what he's looking for financially. So you know how interested the Cardinals are in trading him. So I am sure that they will make calls about Kyler Murray. Would they trade for Kyler? Like, I don't know. Like, our opinion aside, they've clearly been looking for a quarterback. Kyler Murray, for whatever we think of him, you can certainly, like, put together, like, a press release that makes him sound super yeah. impressive. First like, pick in the draft. Team has improved the team each year around, where he's been there. Made the His playoffs in a really good. tough he's division. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback for whatever that's worth for people. Yeah. All that. And he was bad in the playoffs, but if we're going to use the same excuse for yeah, Jalen, Jalen of he was going yeah. against Todd Bowles, like he went against a Super Bowl champion defense. Mm-hmm. So what I keep thinking back to myself is, who do you think, like do you think you end up three years from now saying, I can't believe they didn't trade for Kyler? No. And I'm, I'm not as firm as a no on you on that. Yeah, I, I would not strong. do it. I think Kyler. But we don't need to be honest that there's a chance that like, yeah, look, Kyler's really good. There is. I just don't. I just don't. You know how much above the shoulder stuff matters for me when it comes to quarterbacks. I just don't think he has it there. Like, I don't think he's. He does not feel like someone who's going to lead his guys into glory. Even though the team's improved with him, yeah, he turned they, that franchise around. Like, yeah, but like again, like all the stuff you're in this this move itself. Like it. It feels like Kyler Murray's first priority is Kyler Murray and, and the, not the team. So like, it just is what it is. And that actually though. I'm okay with. Like, I'm okay with him going out and getting life-changing money. Oh, I'm okay like, with him trying to get paid, chance but, to go but do not it. now. Like, he's, he's still- but why not? He still has three years left on his deal, right? But, but, all, but, like, Carson Wentz got paid after year three. Like, when you're eligible to be paid, you should try to get paid. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. I just think he's doing it the wrong way. I, well, I agree. I think I, I think, he I like think the idiot. agent thing was bad. Was a bad I think he looks look. like an idiot. Like, I, I don't disagree with that. And it just it's not inspiring. Like, all I can take is the information I have about Kyler Murray- and that's part of that information. You know what I mean? So my con- and, and as a player, I think he's clearly got 
talent. Like the skills are, you know, the the ball definitely explodes out of his hand. He's clearly super quick. He's he's all that stuff. But like he is small. He's small, man. And he's, he's very and small. he's not. We're talking about like, you know, the Jalen thing and all that. Like it just feels like a. I, I'm, he's more talented than Jalen, but it feels like a somewhat lateral move from Jalen. Like, do you want to go out and find someone who's going to freaking dissect defenses with their arm or not? But what's crazy is I don't disagree with that. Like, if you said to me, who has a better chance of winning a playoff game first, like, or winning more in their career, I think there's a chance it's Jalen. Like, I don't think it's definitely Jalen, but I think mm-hmm. there's a chance. But also, let's not fool ourselves. Like, Kyler has had a way better NFL career. Oh, without a doubt. So, Kyler's like, more talented. Like, there's no question right. Kyler's so he's more had talented. A better, he's had a better career. He's Again, more talented. It's not, he's it's young. Not, it's not that it's not an upgrade from Jalen or the potential to be an upgrade from Jalen. It's not enough for me to commit to this guy. Like, right, especially it's, with what it will cost. Him. Yeah, it's the it's all about what it, if If I could have Kyler Murray for free, sure, I'll take a shot on the guy. Why not? The point is, I'm giving up multiple firsts, and I'm signing this guy to a record-breaking deal or whatever, clearly what this guy wants, right? That's why you know, yeah, he clearly. wants a big contract. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in him enough. Like, I think Kyler Murray could be the 10th best quarterback in the NFL or something like that. I don't think he's ever going to be top five. And I'm not giving up all those assets for someone who I think doesn't have a chance, and I know he has a chance. I get it. For me, my evaluation of Kyler Murray, he'll never be a top five guy. So I'm not giving up all that for that. And that's probably where I'd fall, and I, I'm like 90% sure I wouldn't do it. I get it. I'm not like there is a possibility. But he's much closer to like a Deshaun Watson in terms of than he is an Aaron Rodgers. He's super talented. Yeah, he's super. And you say you don't think he can be top five, and I don't think so either. But like week seven or eight, we're doing Parks pods. Like we're talking about him as like maybe MVP of the league. Yeah, he was great. And it fell off and all that stuff. But like, no, I get it. He was top five for for a stretch of the season. I get the argument for it. I'm just not a Kyler guy. I get it. What do you think they do, real quick? I don't think they trade for Kyler. I don't think so either. But I think they're in on it. I think they're checking it out and seeing. But I think especially after the Wentz thing, that whole experience to go trade for a guy who's like, pay me now. And you have to pay him before he's in your building. Yeah. I just don't I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Boom. Good. That was easy. Yeah, but by the way. Kyler thing. We're done. Final last thought. Lots yes. of people Ooh. have reached out to me about the ultim- Ultimatum, the TV show I told you about where the couples cheat on each oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just such an amazing show. So many people have reached out to me and said how good it is. We oh, got, so people started watching it? Yeah. People, really? You should watch it. Ultimatum. What? What's it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. I think Emily, I don't know how she is with reality Emily TV. Emily loves reality TV. Okay. She likes it a lot more than I do. Look, do Emily a favor. She's a great <laughs> wife to you, right? She didn't even make you buy her like a birthday present or whatever. No, we don't buy each other. Yes. Go watch, Go home tonight and be like, Emily, you know what? Let's watch Ultimatum. <laughs> All right. Two episodes. Give it two episodes. If you don't like it up two episodes, you can give up. But I'm telling you, okay, it is wa- like jaw dropping. Like <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, ultimatum. All right, there we go. Okay. I don't have yep, anything you going to finish Severance? No. Oh, I know. Sorry. Bummer. I know. I'll watch Ultimatum. It's a trash well, show. I'm yeah, telling you to watch better, the best probably. show of the last decade. Yeah. No, no worries, whatever. That's strong. Yeah, show the last there. decade. Sorry, Succession's better, but it's up there. It's one of my five favorite shows of the last decade. All right, love it. Well, I already hey, watched Duncan three Dick episodes. On, let's say it. five years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Wow. Well. All right. That was your final last thought. It was your first, so it's also your final first. Um. Damn, nothing really else is going on in my no. life besides Sixers. You got jury duty tomorrow. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, like, dude. Actually, I don't even want to say my jury to you. Yeah, I don't Because I don't it. even know if anybody's don't listening. Don't that, say like, it. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't okay. say it. But Elliot has a wild <laughs> take, thought, life experience with jury duty. Yeah. 
If you meet him in person, I'll tell you about it. So I've had a bunch of people come up to me actually and ask for my tweet that I, I said. I was with you when it happened. Yeah, well, it's, it's happened like three or four times since then. So people if come you up meet to me at Sixers person, games. Come up to him and say, jury duty, tell me. Yeah. And you will be floored by what he has to say because I know I was floored. I don't believe it. Like, I don't know how I think it's so possible. simple. Yeah, And yet it is so simple. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. I got jury duty tomorrow. That's why I'm recording early in the week. Uh, Saturday, Parks. We'll yes. Touring, yes. Yes. That'll be great. We will be previewing the draft, and then it's draft week, so a lot of coverage coming your way. If you listen to this immediately and for some reason jump ahead to the end, Elliot's on the radio right now, so check that out. Yeah, you'd have to literally <laughs> listen, but hey, there might be some people out there. Use the Odyssey app. You can use exactly. the Rewind. You can Go do the Rewind three feature. o'clock be on me Tuesday. And Ike and, uh, check John out Marks Elliot. And Jack Maybe he'll say something. Yes. Uh, shout out to the Go Birds listeners. All right. Yes. Uh, either way, Saturday for sure. Until then, he's Elliot James. Talk to you guys soon.